Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. This is what you came for. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Before we finish up this evening, in the next 20 minutes, half an hour, you're going to hear from somebody who broke most of the major superstitions in the one day to see would any bad luck follow them. So we opened the umbrellas inside, walked under a ladder, smashed a mirror. Do you want to say that? For some reason, I'm like, oh, you can't do that. I know, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, so we'll be talking about the superstitions that you still have. I knew lads who played football who would have to put the left boot on first and then the right boot on. Weird stuff like that, you know, just simple things. And Just because someone told them at some stage in their lives. Weird ritual yeah. that they can't undo, you know. Superstitions, I mean, like, you have to have a crown with a lime in it. Otherwise, you're like, ooh, weird. It just doesn't taste the same. Morally offensive if somebody pours a Guinness straight and doesn't do the two-pint pour. Oh, really? Didn't know that one now. What, what? I didn't, I never, well, obviously I've never made or... Actually, no, I did in the Guinness storehouse. Yeah, I did, but like, I didn't. I the thing was overflowing. I didn't know how. To, I was pulling it forward, as in like to pull yeah, a point. Yeah. They were like, "No, you pull it back then." And I was like, "What?" Yeah, well, you don't and have to, but you're meant to. Yeah, yeah, mad stuff. But I think if you knew your Guinness is like you said, that would be a sin probably if you didn't do bad, it the correct rookie, way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so listen, any weird superstitions that you have, let us know. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Okay, we all know that dogs are better than cats and most other pets and Yes, animals. I'm holding my hands up. I totally and utterly agree. I do love my cat Susan, but I would trade her for a Newfoundland dog any day. Okay, you might have seen up on fm104.ie. New research out. They have uh, scientists, fancy scientists have claimed mm. they can now know, unequivocally know, what the world's cutest dog breed is. Do you know what? It changes for me all the time. Okay. You know the Labradoodle? No. The fluffy, the, the cross between a Labrador and a, and a Poodle. They're very, very cute. There's a lot of them going around. I love them. Obviously, Newfoundlands are very cute as well. And I do like a Yorkshire Terrier. A long-haired Yorkie is very oh, cute too. Oh, no. Yeah. Get out. Really? I think yeah. they're cute. So, uh, listen, they're, when they're talking about cutest, they're using the golden ratio, which is found pretty much all over nature. And... The more symmetrical you are, the more beautiful, traditionally beautiful you would be determined. Traditionally beautiful, I know, yeah, whatever. But um, they had used that to see which breed was the most symmetrical and which was the nicest and which was the cutest or whatever. So do you any ideas what you would think would come out on top to be the most cutest dog in the world? I would have said something like the old English sheepdog. You know, the gorgeous, the one on, uh. is it the... 
I'm going to say this wrong now. It's not the condom brand. Julex? Julux? Oh, the paint. The paint, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know what type of dog that I is. I think the, the that's big, a yeah. old English sheepdog. The f- fluffy, Over the eyes, you can't even see anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gorgeous. Uh, it turns out that the cutest dog has been voted for by quote-unquote scientists. The Dalmatian is the apparently cutest breed of dog. Okay, yeah, fair enough. If you see a Dalmatian, you're going to go, oh my God, because they are beautiful to look at. Yeah, so the Dalmatian was then followed by the Irish Water Spaniel. Again, oh, I don't yeah. know my it dogs kind of, at all. It kind of looks like a Cocker Spaniel. Right. It's a, yeah, it's in the sp- yeah, I wouldn't have said they're particularly gorgeous. Yeah, Wire Fox Terriers, Labradors and Basset Hounds. Oh, I, I, Basset Hound is beautiful. Are they? Yeah, the big ears. No, no ideas. You do know. The Basset, they're also called, um, what's the other name for a Basset Hound? I don't know. The one with the big long ears, droopy face. No. That's going to annoy me now. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, they're, they're what have been deemed by scientists and researchers and people who did this probably for some PR exercise. Anyway, they've determined that the Dalmatian is the cutest dog on the planet. If you have one, fair play to you, but we would like to know tonight, what's the ugliest dog? What would you say is the downright ugliest breed of dog that you can get? You look at it and you're like, why would you get one of them? Okay, I know they're meant to be a gorgeous temperament. It's got nothing to do with the actual breed of dog. Just visually. No, 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 just dog shame. Go ahead and dog shame. I'm going to dog shame. I'm going to dog shame. They just are not cuddly at all. And it's a mix between a greyhound and a whippet. Which a whippet is kind of a smaller version Uh, of a greyhound. Or maybe it's vice versa. They're skinny. They're really bony, thin... What's it called? What's it called? A whippet. A whippet? Yeah, a whippet and a, and a greyhound. A uh, grey whippet. Ah, no, they're nice. No, they're very scrawny and bony. They look so sad and, and unfed all the time. They're yeah, like, huh? that's what I mean. They're, What's going on? They're just, that's just the way they, they are. That's The ugliest dog on the planet has to be the pug. Oh, no, they're gorgeous They dogs. have to be the ugliest dogs on the planet they're beautiful dogs they're no, so cute now the only thing I will say about a pug apparently pugs are disgusting apparently 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 they're they're trying to uh, not breed them anymore because they're so ugly yeah, no, yeah. and people people keep getting sick in their mouth when they look at them they're like oh my god they're inbred now and they're breathing problems and all the rest of it. Uh, vets have kind of come out to say oh, that really? it's not great to get a pug, yeah. Oh no. Mm. A lot of those wrinkly dogs are a bit... Do you ever hear them trying to breathe though? They'd be walking down the road. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they can't and they get excited. You do too well, like, well, I do. I'm around a lot of pugs now. I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah. Uh, no, I think they are cute though to look at. They are definitely adorable I also think there's I don't know the name of it but it looks like a rat it has no hair it's a dog that has no hair and it's like a wrinkly it kind of looks like a sphinx but in a dog form it'll probably come up here that's the one. Oh my god that is the one the what rat is, dog what's it called there's a name oh for it oh my god that is possibly one of the that Isn't breed it? of dog it looks it like do- a zombie dog look at its skin it doesn't have hair it's, is that a chi- Chinese crested? That's the one. Yeah. Aha! Uh-huh, that's pretty ugly. Yeah, it's pretty ugly. Um, who is this in? They are terrifying those Chinese crested dogs. Yeah, I don't think you get many of them here, but like they've been in a lot of those dog shows. Um. Oh, thank you for sending that in. Chinese crested came in from uh, Kenneth. Sam has said Jack Russells are the worst dogs. Nippy little. But they're not. They're not the ugliest. 
they're not the ugliest, but they're not pretty. We are defining dogs here now by their, their, their only their physical attributes. We're being very shallow this evening here okay. when we're talking about it, okay? Do you know what I also don't like? The look of. Again, nothing to do with the type of dog or the breed. Uh, sheepdog. You know, just like a, a regular <gasps> black and white sheepdog. They're lovely. They're not ugly. You couldn't classify them as... Sh- no, no, not that beautiful one. That's my favourite dog. Like talking the, this about one. The, Yeah. I just find them real boring. But they're not boring. They can herd sheep. Now, I love a chow-chow. This comes in oh, from... Disgusting. Kenneth disgusting. has said disgusting. a chow-chow. I yeah. think they're beautiful. They're meant to be very dangerous dogs. Oh, okay. No, they're, they're, they're fun. I'd like one of them. Yeah, they're cute, aren't they? They're very, very funny looking. They look like... Uh, they look like little bears. They're not meant to have the best temperament in the world. Oh, really? Mm. Now, I always heard this thing that dog temperaments has nothing to do with their breed and it's how they're raised and trained. Mm, that's what they say, but I beg to differ. I'm not going to get into that because I will end up fighting with a lot of people on that. I don't think any dogs should be left around kids. End of story. And I do understand that, like, you know, the smaller ones are just as likely to bite. Right, sure. But there are certain dog breeds that you probably shouldn't own. Chow Chow has a if blue you have tongue. Kids. Do they actually? Yeah, they do. That is true. Why do they have a blue tongue? Oh, they do have a blue tongue. That's so weird. Isn't it? Ugliest dog on the planet. The Dalmatian is apparently the most beautiful, well, I should say the cutest dog as scientists have uh, used the golden ratio, basically symmetry. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say the Dalmatian is the cutest in my opinion anyway. I wouldn't say the cutest. It's a, yeah, it's it's a nice looking cute. dog though. There's cuter dogs. What was that dog that had a huge big Instagram account and it got its own book and it got its own tiny little furry thing and had like a round looking head Pom-pom? Uh, uh, maybe that's Pomeranian? maybe that's what it is yeah um, but we just want to know this evening uh, in your opinion what would you say would be the ugliest type of dog Not that maybe they're lovely but bulldogs any of the, any of the bony dogs no, I love a bulldog bulldogs are beautiful some people hate bulldogs I think they're stunning. look at their miserable face they're definitely not cute well, like the, they might the be older fun looking, they get, they like, get very muscly looking. They might be the miserable kind of I know I do. saggy face on them. I do like them and they're really nice. But they're not really cute though, are they? I think they're cute. Are they? Yeah, they are. He's cute. Mm-hmm. He looks very happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Labradors, you can't go wrong with a Labrador. Labradors are cute as well. But I think any of the skinny, scrawnier dogs aren't cute. I agree. I don't think um, a Jack Russell is particularly a cute dog they're kind of boring looking they're yeah. they're like the plain Jane of dogs yeah there is a, a a world's ugliest dog contest that's held every year in California so there I, is yeah I have heard this yeah and I think that um, Chow what, what was it called that Chow the Chinese the Chow Chow the Chow Chow is a big fluffy one what was the other Chinese one the Chinese Chew oh the ch- um, what, what was that one called can't remember the name of it the, the scrawny one yeah the, the horrific looking just like wow that's it I don't know because they don't have them here so like you wouldn't come across one yeah uh, Um, I also I wouldn't be a fan of a bull mastiff now I, don't I think they're pretty they're ugly and they're a bit scary a bull mastiff a bull mastiff yeah they're oh no they're gorgeous no they're no. deadly dogs Big uh, muscular, they're like bouncer dogs. They just rip your head off. Yeah, they would rip your head off. Okay, Barry has said a Bedlington Terrier. I don't know what that one is a now. Bedlington Terrier? Bedlington. There we go. An ugly dog. Bedlington Terrier. Let's see this one. 
Oh, oh that's God. kind of cute. God, that's like an alien dog. It's they kind of cute. Oh my God. It kind of looks like a, what do you call it? A poodle, <laughs> a little bit. It's got a really weird long face. Yeah, they, they, they well, the ones that have come up on the Google search engine here now looking at them, they're a bit, yeah. Poodles are a bit ugly though, aren't they? Poodles are a bit rank. It depends though. When they're they shave lovely. the legs and have the little like pom-poms on the end of their legs and stuff. and No. Uh, by the way, it's a Chinese crested. Sorry, Chinese crested. That's the one we're looking for. Sorry, Chinese Yorkshire crested. terriers are snappy little feckers. Definitely suffer from <laughs> small dog syndrome. I love it. Yeah, um, Yorkshire terriers aren't meant to be the nicest of, of yeah. dogs. I, do, I, I can't think of a Janet has said as well I, I'm with Cormac the pug is a very ugly dog the pug has to be the ugliest dog on the planet after that no no I disagree and um, by the way apparently the Mexican hairless dog is so ugly Mexican but this person dog. said they're so ugly they're cute Mexican hairless dog Oh no, they, I think they're nice. They're, they are very, very powerful, oh, no. striking animals. Oh, I'm so glad you sent that in. I've never even heard of that dog and I do not like the dog at all. Do, those dogs are reminding me of dogs you would find in Resident Evil. They look like Resident they Evil do, dogs. They do, actually, yes. The ones that would jump through the mirror inside out. Yeah. And rip your face off in the game. Do you know what dog I think looks beautiful? What? And maybe it wouldn't be a type of dog that you would think I'd go for. A Doberman. They're meant to be really, really, really good temperaments as well. Doberman. Doberman. They've been made out to be this evil, dangerous dog. They're not at all. Dobermans are always the dogs that they have in movies when you're going up to like some weird yard, yeah, they, car they, yard late at night and they're I, on a chain. I hate the way they dock their ears. Mm. Or whatever you call it. Half, half Jack, Russell, half Collie. That's not bad, Gary. That's nice. That's your dog, obviously, Gary. Yeah. Very cute. Ugly is what? I think we're going with it has to be has to be the pug being the ugliest dog in the world. No, I really don't think so. I think we have to go with that... Uh, the world's ugliest dog competition. The crested one. Oh, Chinese crested n- n- one. N- maybe, N- maybe. Not an ugly dog, but have a look at the Tibetan Mastiff. I've heard of this one Is before. This a huge one. Tibet- no, you're Tibet- the bull Mastiff. All the Mastiffs are big though, aren't they? Oh, that. Tibetan... The Tibetan... Tibetan Mastiff. Oh, oh they're wow. great. Oh. Are they not the huge ones? Wow, I've never seen one of them. They're like a cross between like a... Well, not when they're angry. A cross between like a Beethoven. Yeah, and a Beethoven dog. And a Newfoundland, yeah. God, oh, they're, they're lovely. I'd love dogs. to get one of them. They look massive. Tibetan massive. Do get does them anybody here? have... Yeah, does anybody have one of them? Uh, Chinese Sharpay. This is Bear and he's the best looking dog. Oh, they're cute. Oh, I love that dog. Gorgeous. Lola are Rottweiler and Louie are Bassett. Cute. Yeah, they're definitely not not winning the ugly competition this evening. No, they're not. Ugliest dog breed in the world. What would you say it is? I'm going with Pug. It has to be the ugliest dog breed in the world by a mile. Um, just not, just not nice looking at all. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. Let us know. G easy, Chris Brown. Now provide it's F one zero four. You're listening to the Room one zero four podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM one zero four. You know, from the base of the universe. G easy, Chris Brown provides Cormac and Sir here on Room one zero four with Play Blue. You can see what takes your fancy. At playblue.ie, you know you want to. Uh, last couple of messages in here about the ugliest dog in the world. There's turns out there is a world's ugliest dog competition, but scientists have 
done some research using the golden ratio to try and determine what they think is the cutest dog in the world. Turns out it's a Dalmatian. Apparently that's the most symmetrical, quote-unquote, cute, according to them. But we just wanted to know, in your opinion, what would you say is the ugliest dog in the world? And I have to say, without a doubt, it is the pug. You're saying the pug, even though the Chinese crested dog, not only does it have no hair, its tongue sticks out of its mouth to the side. Well, I think it's that's just this, I think that's just this dog in particular. And I think this dog in particular is just hung over. Heavy <laughs> night on the tiles and it's like, oh, God. In bits. Like, would you like that dog? I would like that dog because it's like my spirit animal. That's how I wake up. I said, that's hungover dog. It's just like, oh my God, yeah, but that's no. how the dog looks all the time. Yeah, and, and you'd know, you'd appreciate it. So you'd wake up one day in bits and you'd be able to look at the dog and go, at least I'm not that. <laughs> oh God, we're just flicking through uh, pictures of dogs looking less, and A lot of people pretty. have uh, incredibly nice dogs. Yeah, that's a beautiful dog. Buddy and Bear. Yeah. Very jealous, Paul. Gorgeous. Um, the Mexican hairless, not an ugly dog with Tibetan Mastiff. Yeah, that's nice. The price of a Tibetan Mastiff could be up to 50k. Ah, come on. That's mad money. Sorry. I, friend of a friend. Yeah. Surprised her other half with a dog, right? Yeah. Up for Christmas. And I was like, two grand. And I was like, sorry, what? Um, what? Just letting you know. Couldn't I, spending two grand on a dog, lads. Okay. I took my cat off a, a girl that I went to college with who couldn't manage the cat because mm-hmm. she had two kids as well. Now I understand why she couldn't manage because my cat's a melt. But <laughs> she spent 1800 1800 on that on uh, Subo. Uh, no, Have you seen Subo? On Subo? I swear to God, 1800 Apparently her mom was some champion pedigree Persian cat. Wow. Like, I wouldn't spend five euro on that cat. I took her for free, obviously. <laughs> she was donated to me. Wow. But 1800 is what she spent on her. That's a bit ridiculous, isn't it? That's a cat. Now, like a cute dog. You get a car Fair for that. Fair enough. You get a bloody car for that. I wouldn't sell her for that now. If you get two weeks in an average house in Dublin rent for that. And wow. I have Subo for life. My God. Unfortunately, you do. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, thanks for sending those in. Um, I'm going to go with Pug. You're going with ugliest dog in the world being? I'm going to go with the Chinese... Yeah, crested, crested. thing. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, moving on, all right. Would you ever open an umbrella inside a house? Would you stay in a you know on the 13th floor of a hotel? They usually don't have them, actually. Uh, have you ever broken a mirror? Would you walk under a ladder? All of these superstitious things happen... Uh, and a lot of people still, you know, let them determine the, the actions that they take on a daily basis. We're going to be talking to someone uh, before the end of the show who decided to test all of these superstitions and break as many as he could. So he went one day, he did about 11 of them, but he walked under a ladder, smashed a mirror, walked on the cracks in the road, um, uh, wore a wedding dress, got a black hat, all of these things, right? To see, is there any truth behind these? But we just want to know, what are some of the strangest superstitions that you still live by on a daily basis? Do you have any? I would never walk under a ladder, ever, ever, ever. Um, I also don't like Friday the 13th. I just don't like it. I would never organise anything. Like if my birthday happened to fall on a Friday and my birthday was the 13th of a month, I would not celebrate. But like, in, isn't... 13, a good uh, good luck number in no. China, a lucky number in China? I, I, like here, all we know is it to be a bad thing. Yeah. And I always am suspicious and I'm wary when a Friday comes along this yeah. 13th. Yeah. I am. 
Um, like in saying that, thirteenth as well. You know, I think Carreg is here. We're one three one. I'm pretty sure because of the whole superstition around number thirteen. Let us know what are some of the strange or weird superstitions that you have or that you've heard of. Maybe you still operate today. Maybe you're like searching. You still won't walk underneath a ladder, and you're mm. kind of like, you know, it's probably stupid, but you still be like, oh, just in case. Oh, I don't want to do this now. Uh, let us know. Anyway, the superstitions that you have, maybe you're told them as a kid and you still kind of believe them today. 0876797104. We're back with music from Lewis Capaldi before we go next. Year. You're listening to the Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Some of the weird, strange superstitions that you have that maybe you still live by. You mightn't believe them, but you're still like, no, I'm not going to walk under that ladder. Uh, let us know. Some of the strangest superstitions that you've ever had, heard, maybe gone by. 87 You're going to hear from a uh, guy from uh, London who decided to break about 11 in, in the one day just to see if the evil fate would have him put in a bad situation. He broke a mirror. He uh, uh, walked under a ladder. He... What else did he do? He did loads of stuff. We'll, loads be, on, okay. uh, we'll be honest. He'll be on in a, in a second. We just want to know what are some of the superstitions that you've done before or had and kept before that you still kind of abide by these days let us know 0876797104 some of the stranger ones that I've said I've heard people playing football back in the day would put their you know one boot on always had to be the left first or the right one always had to be the right one or the left one Um, different kind of strange superstitions like that yeah it's weird because some people are really into it and others aren't I wasn't brought up being worried about you know walking under a ladder whatever like it was more for the fact that if that happened it could fall <laughs> and hit you on the head as opposed to giving you bad luck but even now let's say there was no one on it it was just up against the wall and you go to stroll under it would you or would you walk around it no I'd walk around it yeah I'd still do that but it's I was I wouldn't be walking around it because I'm afraid yeah that it's going to fall on me I'm walking around it because I don't want bad luck yeah. oh that's another good one that was sent in put new shoes on the table Load of crap. Yes. Many more like yeah, and that was in that. Uh, I always remember that from Blood Brothers. They did Blood Brothers to play in my school. There's a whole song about shoes on the table being very bad luck. Like it's so silly, isn't it? Yeah, shoes on the table. I'm just trying to think. What is it meant to be? Just general bad luck, or Gary? Is there something specific about shoes on the table that will happen? Oh, if if you pull a face and the wind changes, your face will stay like that forever. Did you remember Dad ever tell you that yes, one? Yes, always, yeah. And I was like wondering, like, will it change? Like, oh. Kira said, elbows on the table bring you bad luck is what my mom used to tell me. Elbows on the just, table? Was that just a manners thing? I know you're never meant to have your elbows on the table as an etiquette kind of thing. Yeah. I never knew it was bad luck, though. That's strange now. I didn't know that either. My mom, she's not religious, really, mm. right? But she... Anytime if I, when I got a car and my, my sisters got their cars, she would always make sure that we put some rosary beads in the car. Oh, weird. She wouldn't let me drive without it. She'd like, put them in the car. And I'm like, no. She'd like, put them in the car. Do you have them in the car? Yeah. Still have them in the car. rosary beads in, I in have, your car? I have rosary beads in the car. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, uh, just to keep her happy like. Now, if someone removed them, because you're so used to her making you do that, would you be a bit anxious about it? Would you be like, no. oh, I'm going to put them back in? No. But she would have too. Taking it to the old NCT, it checks, you have where your rosary beads have to fail you. If, Sorry you, t- if you told her now tomorrow that they disappeared, would she be buying you meat? I think she would, yeah. Jesus Christ. I honestly think she would, with the old, with the old rosary beads. Uh, any other good ones? Let us know. 87 I'm trying to think some some of the other strange ones. Um, 
Oh yes I heard about this as well My mum I remember Talking about this When my little brother Was born Oh that's a good one Carl Couldn't bring the baby's buggy Into the house Until she was born Is that a thing? It's bad luck or something Yeah to suggest That the baby is going to be Fine and healthy So if you bring in the the buggy And you have everything Such an Irish thing isn't it We never like getting ahead of ourselves Because we're always Misery always falls upon us I would imagine because of the weather It's like don't be getting ahead of yourself there No It's going to rain The funny one though The umbrella Opening an umbrella inside Like no one would do that no, actually. Like if it was would lashing f- rain, you wouldn't open the umbrella first and then walk out the door. Now, I imagine that might just be a convenience thing because you couldn't walk out the door if you had a big like golf umbrella. Yeah, but you could turn it to the side like if you wanted, but yeah. no one would even dare to do that inside. Look at this from Carl. Carl said, had to leave the buggy in my sister's place for five months. That's hilarious. Now, is that your other half just worried or was that your own mum? Or was that you, Carl? Or I mean, you, you know, like, when you're terrified, you're like, listen. Where did that come from? Hang on to that now. That's hilarious. Stepping on a crack on the pavement gives you bad luck. Yeah, I've heard that one as well. Yeah. But like, I mean, every bloody pavement has cracks in it. Well, uh, if you get onto the council, (laughs) you have bad luck. My God. They're forever trying to fix that. And they never do. So yeah, that's one I definitely heard. Uh, 0876797104. I'm sure there's loads of, let's say, uh, newborns and different things like that. My other half's mother and my sister now that I think of it. That's in from Carl saying you can't bring the buggy into the house before it's born. I do remember my mum being pregnant with my brother saying the exact same thing. I haven't heard it since though. I thought that one died out. Obviously not. Don't put shoes on the table but because of germs... Because of germs. yeah, Yeah, oh, because of germs. I wouldn't walk under a lather in case something fell on me. I still wave at a magpie though. Yeah, the magpie. Actually, that is one. A magpie or a bird pooing on you. Well, that's meant to be good luck. That's meant to be good luck. But also, if a, if a bird is lingering around you, like say a flock of birds fly over and they don't poo on your head, apparently that's bad luck. Oh, is it? Yeah. Now, I've been pooed on numerous times and I've had terrible luck those days that they have pooed on me. So that's a load of, <clears throat> you know what? Yeah. Um, that's not a bad one. Um, I've heard. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Heard that... 
Maybe is it 11 minutes past 11 if you make a wish it will come true? That's weird. So what it means about the 11th of November? Don't know. Back in ye old days it was a superstition that left-handed people were evil. Pa- Paddy, yeah. you're just saying that now because you know I'm left-handed. No, it, it was. It was and I, there's a lot of stuff derived from it because who was on it's like who was on the left-hand side of God? You know, your right-hand man is always seen better as left-hand man, you're the right-hand man. And I think I'm getting this from I'm pretty sure I'm getting this from a Dan Brown book. Uh, all of this stuff about left-handedness being seen as evil, but the Italian word for left might translate to being evil as well. But it was something always really? about the left, yeah. The left was seen to be feminine as well, I think, so that was all bold, you know, oh. and the way the church hates women and stuff. I would say I'm evil, yeah. Oh, you're left-handed? Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That does make sense. Um, thank you for that. Um any other good superstitions that you have? 0876797104. Like the stupid, the dumber, the better. Maybe you've come up with your own uh, that you've been using for years, whether it was at sport or in school or, well, you know, not leaving candles out or praying. Your granny would light a candle for you before, you know, down the church for yeah. an exam, whatever. But that I'd was a good look. For you. Still superstitious though, you know? Yeah, true. Uh, we won't say that on air. Someone mentioned in something we won't mention. No. Anyway, any other ones? Let us know. 0876797104. You're going to hear from uh, a guy who broke like 11 of the worst superstitions you can break. So he opened an umbrella inside. He walked under a ladder. He smashed a mirror. Like, I remember I had a big fight. I got in loads of trouble because my sister smashed a mirror back in the day. And I just laid into her about, oh, you're going to have seven years bad luck now. And I was like, stop that. But as in stop that in the way, like, don't tell her that. Oh really As in like it will happen But we'll just say nothing Exactly yeah Give her the seven years <laughs> Just say nothing Or whatever uh, 0876797104 Lewis Capaldi Before you go You're listening To the Room 104 Podcast With Cormac Moore And Sir Long FM 104 It's Room 104 It's Cormac and Saoirse here You can continue to send on Your uh, weird superstitions you have and, and all the more interesting If you've ever Maybe suffered the negative consequences Of a superstition Like maybe At the start of last year You broke a mirror And that's why We are currently living in a lockdown situation and it's all down to that. But let us know anyway. Drop us in a WhatsApp because joining us now is someone who, who thankfully is still here to tell the tale. So maybe that says something. But um, they decided to test out a lot of old superstitions and see if they can break them and see if any dark bad fate would befall them if they went and, and kind of uh, tried and tried out some of those old superstitions. But joining us now on the line, we're delighted to welcome on the show Uba Butler, sir. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you. How are you both? Yeah, we're doing good, Uba. Uh, listen, superstition. We all have them, especially here in Ireland. And one that sticks out for me above any of the other ones, Friday the 13th. Don't get married. Don't buy a car. Don't do anything. Yeah, I heard that like in, in America, there's they lose like every year, like tens and tens of millions from their economy or even more. I can't remember exactly what it was, but a massive figure from people not wanting to do things on that day. So it's not just it's not just you guys. Well, it's, it's, it's even even you mentioned that, right? Because the car industry here, we used to our car regs are year county and then the number and when 13 came along it was like 09 and then it was 10 and it was 11 the, the car industry didn't want to put 13 on the car edges because exactly that they thought people were going to wait till 14 before they bought a car so it was 131 and 132 um, to kind of break it up and ever since then that has changed so yeah we kind of laugh at it but um, we, yeah, we, we all kind of have weird superstitions that govern our decisions yes I agree it feels like guided a lot by their feeling to, feelings towards things rather than their standing in reality so it's, un- it's like a I don't know it's a very uncertain time isn't it it's easy to feel powerless like I, I don't think that I can achieve anything when I wake up so like to be so to be guided by 
something that you're in control of, which is your own feelings towards something. For some reason, I think right now in particular, it feels like people are really doubling down on that. Yeah, big time. But is there any truth in it? I don't know. I mean, I don't know if my fortunes have changed. I don't know. I mean, we're probably getting towards what I did, but um, is the truth? I don't know. I'm superstitious. I ha- I am really, I don't like breaking mirrors. I, I remember the first mirror I broke when I was six years old and it, it horrified me. I kind of had this idea that I wanted to kind of challenge that within myself and decided that I wanted to break as many superstitions as I could in one day and hope that it wouldn't, you know, well, unless all, all of the evil spirits are just having a little sit down going, he's done them all. Uh, how do we sort this out before we go and ruin your life? But um, I mean, yeah, if someone was to look at the situation in the world right now and go, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bad luck has been used and it may be I'm, I'm the one who's going to have to take the blame for that one. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if they're real. I, I mean, you know, it's, it's like discomfort, isn't it, with things. There's a deep seated discomfort. Like I, my, my plan was that every few superstitions that I broke for example the first thing I did was I broke a mirror and uh, the first thing that I did was uh, I then had a guy who a darts player I, I put a dartboard on top of my head and then he had to narrowly miss my head with darts and he was a professional but he had had a couple of pints <laughs> he, had a, he was a professional he's a champion this guy called Johnny but the point being is that I was going to do some I was going to tempt a lot of fate by doing these things so you know smashing a mirror I can't remember any of them now this is useful for us isn't it uh, eating a banana on a boat wearing a red wearing a wedding dress before uh, your wedding day apparently gives you seven years bad sex which you know <laughs> as I said it's like moving to Glasgow and complaining about the drizzle isn't it like I just wouldn't notice if it had made a difference in my life to be honest yeah I mean my plan was so I did all this stuff and then I had this professional darts player who was a little bit pissed chucking darts just above my head testing how my fortunes were doing and no I was going to say it is kind of psychological though you wake up and you drop your a glass of orange juice and it smashes and then you just think you're going to have a bad day and then you do have a bad day because something else will happen so I hate to say we're very negative thinkers on this show anyway being Irish and, and so on but it is that kind of thing if you are thinking your day is going to go terribly badly it probably will yeah yeah I mean I think that's true that's that confirmation bias thing isn't it like you know if you're completely aware of something then you're gonna you know it'll make you all of a sudden realise all of the shitty things that are happening to you and you're like well that's because of that that mirror that I smashed on the floor like a like a child I don't know I feel tremendously guilty about it now I don't know I don't know whether that's my Catholic upbringing though it could be Good to hear you've that Catholic shame and guilt still there shaping decisions on a daily basis you know <laughs> So I'm looking at some of this, the, you know, the superstitions you tried to break and things like breaking a mirror. Everyone has heard that one, seven years bad luck um, and the wearing the wedding dress before you're married or whatever. And then walking under a ladder is another one that just people will refuse to do. People will literally cross over the other side of the street and kind of say, good luck, see you. Bye. And even still, like, I, I won't walk under a ladder. I feel really weird. I'm like, oh, no, hang on a second. And, you know, you think about it, remove yourself. And like, that's the dumbest thing ever. But were you interested in where these superstitions came came from at all or are we just like let's try them and see if I die I mean I've been a ladder avoider all my life you know <laughs> coming up near and on three decades now guys and it's and it's served me moderately well but apparently the, the ladder one comes from comes from ancient Egypt and they had this belief that if ladders lent up against something it would form a, a, a triangle and triangles were sacred and if you walk under the ladder 
you are desecrating the triangle and nobody wants to desecrate the triangle. Uh, I, I hear it's that, but I mean, it sounds like me, it's probably something to do with the fact that walking under a ladder is dangerous, <laughs> which it just, it just is. But yeah, I did look into some of the kind of where these kind of stemmed from. And uh, that was, that was that one. But you know, I mean, I walked under a ladder and I ran under it with a, in a, wearing a wedding dress. I've never done that before. <laughs> And, you know, it saved me, what, a few seconds off my day. I didn't need to cross the road all of a sudden, so. From the kind of challenges you gave yourself, did you find any of them were believable? Like, as in any of these, like, okay, you walked under the ladder, nothing happened. You smashed a mirror, nothing actually happened. <laughs> but, uh, but at the end, I kind of decided that I felt like, because I'd actually done all this stuff and I'd, I did this thing where I crossed the road blindfolded, a busy road in London. And uh, that was testing my, to see how I was doing, which was, you know, stupid. I put up a video of that on TikTok just now that was going viral and it got moved down. It got taken down because everyone was saying, everyone, well, the, the, the moderators on TikTok were saying, this is stupid. Don't let don't have people watch this and it's, think it's a good idea. And I agree. But yeah, so I crossed the road blindfolded think seeing whether it would it would kind of hurt me or you know that that I would have enough luck to get past the road a couple of bikes went narrowly past me but everyone was uh, just annoyed with this dumb stupid blonde man you know a4 paper colored skin crossing the road rather than rather than swerving into me luckily but but at the end of the day I felt like I'd kind of avoided being hurt or whatever so well that I felt like I was actually luckier than normal so I decided to go to a casino and put 500 pounds on on black and see whether I was actually luckier than normal. That's my rent, that is. <laughs> I, had, I mean, I, I genuinely, as everyone could probably tell you, I've got too much time on my hands. I don't have a full-time <laughs> job. So it was not money that I could spare. I thought, yeah, well, you know, fate means nothing. I'll probably win. I'll put the 500 quid down. And the guy said, good luck, sir. And I said, luck doesn't exist. And then it span, the roulette wheel span, I'm watching, bang, comes up with red 23. <laughs> then the guy says, unlucky, sir. And I say, right, I won't be, I won't be doing any of those again soon. Oh, any time, I think, guys, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, the, um, it's funny as well, because, you know, you know, you want to get, get into the superstitions around the number 23. There's a load of weird stuff around 23. So that was nearly like a nudge kind of going, oh, you, you, you were crossing that road. You put the dress on the wedding boat. You thought you were fine. We're, we're making you homeless now. You've no rent. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got a tough few weeks ahead of me, I'm sure. Yeah. If, sorry, if you've just tuned in, by the way, we're talking to Uba Butler, who decided in one day to trial out some of the, the worst superstitions you've heard of, things you should never do, like open an umbrella inside, walk under a ladder, smash a mirror, horrific stuff, right? And you can see it. And we'll, we'll obviously get him to share his links now in a second. But you have been doing mad stuff for the last few years. And I just wanted to kind of chat with you. You know, your brain works in a very, very weird way. And I'm always looking at people like you going, wow, how did you do that? But one of the things you have done was you made your Shed restaurant one of the top rated places to go online in, in, in London. I think that was in. Um, but you also blagged your way into, was it the, the Fashion Week or in Paris? How did you do that? Yeah, so I guess with the Fashion Week one, I was, um, I don't know, I, I'm sure you have you have knockoff brands, like we have them in, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, you walk around a market and you see like 
you know, Pierre Klein or Adi Hash or, I don't know, Mike is my favourite <laughs> instead of Nike. I love those. I've always loved them. But there's one that everyone, that a lot of people wear in London called Giorgio Pelliani, which is unreal because it's an Armani ripoff that doesn't sound like Armani. It, the logo doesn't look like it. it. There's no reason that it's a ripoff, but it is. So I decided that what I wanted to do was help this kind of Giorgio Pelliani brand reach its full potential by kind of becoming Giorgio Peviani, renaming myself Giorgio Peviani and going to Paris Fashion Week with a stack of, you know, these cheap jeans. Made a website, I made business cards, I put on some very stupid clothes, kind of just swanned into, I went to Paris, got the Eurostar with my friend. Actually, I got a coach, my friend. Cheap coaches, don't know if they exist anymore. This is a couple of years ago. Yeah, we, we went up to, went into Paris Fashion Week and just knew the places to go. You know, just to, for example, like you go to this main center to get a badge. I went to that and all that I had, the only identification I had was a business card. Then, and they they took it. And that kind of surprised me immediately. Then, then you've just got to keep on following the bullshit. But uh, yeah, by the end of this three-day kind of bullshit train, I, I kind of had like bloggers, fashion journalists. I've been invited to runway shows, opportunities for people in Milan to stock this 20 quid uh, jeans, wear designers jeans. Kind of after it, I decided that, you know, the one question that I hadn't answered about the fashion world at that point was kind of, you know, who actually was responsible for the these jeans because they didn't just fall from the sky I, I found them on a on a market stall in London and now they were being vaunted as you know some of the best stuff at Paris Fashion Week and I, I found out that it was this um I did some actual journalism for once and I uh, and I found out that it was this guy a Zambian immigrant called um called Adam Asmal who'd moved to London from Zambia in the 90s had come up with this brand and had been living off that whole brand ever since selling it to you know local communities things like people who couldn't afford Armani and I showed him what, what I had done and like I had all these opportunities to him I handed over the email I handed over all the professional photographs I had all this stuff the website <laughs> what's going on but um but when we released the film you know tens of millions of people watched it and it, it really did transform this, this. I don't want to sound like some sort of awful kind of self-aggrandizing. He was having people come from all over the world to come to his shop in Whitechapel, Denim World, it's called, just to um, to come and buy jeans. And, uh, you know, part of their trip in London, part of their trip to London, they faxed it in his shop, which is so lovely. And then even just on a smaller scale, people at his local mosque had taken to calling him Giorgio to take the piss out of him, which is hilarious. It's fun. I, I was really proud of that whole thing. I, I really liked it. I know it, it was amazing. Yeah, my 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 fiance sent me the link and was like, "This is ridiculous," uh, and I was like, "That's just, it's amazing." But I I, I wonder is is your tagline in life summarized with like follow the bullshit because that just seems like a perfect way to encapsulate a lot of. In, in a good way, you know what I mean? A lot of the kind of seeing, can we take this one step further and what would be ridiculous to do on top of this as well? No, yeah, I, that's such a good point. I mean, I often find with this kind of thing, I don't know. I don't know why it was always like there was like this element of being able to fool wealthy people and people who took themselves too seriously was a big part of it. And then my yeah. dad's family, who are all Irish, was more, was more the sense of humour was more a big part of that. So it was like the meeting of these two things. My mum's family, very English, who were like wanting to make sure they could fool the upper classes. And then dad's family, who had this sense of humour and taking the piss. It was like this combination. Follow the bullshit is really great. And I don't know. I, it, it, there's so many people who take themselves too seriously. And, and it's really liberating to 
to to try and look at the world in a way where you don't um i don't know so what's next then i got to, i'm gonna be on tv this summer um i can't talk about specifically the project but it will definitely be in ireland as well i'll be on tv which is exciting it's not my own idea for the first time i'm, I'm presenting another idea i'm presenting someone else's idea but I, you know if you guys have me back i'll tell you about it when it's been announced so there's that which is really exciting i've never done tv before and that's really exciting and then there's a few other um just a few other long-term things that I'm, i mean the shed project you mentioned where i made my, the shed that i lived in london's number one rated restaurant on TripAdvisor, but it didn't exist um they'll all be online they'll all be they're all fun it's similar similar sorts of things as you say trying to follow the bullshit trying to figure out a, a sector society that deserves a kind of some non-made be taking an upside down or sideways view at them. Well, uh, listen, uh, we really appreciate you giving up your time. Um, we could probably talk for hours on some of the stuff that you've done. If you've just tuned in, like some of the other things he's done, I said he, he kind of gay crashed Paris Fashion Week. He, he he set up a website that you can hire a lookalike to do things that you don't want to do. He invented a fake, fake friendship with Russell, Russell Brand. Just ridiculous stuff. But listen, Uber, um, before we let you go, what are your social media handles that people can kind of see and dig into more of the stuff that you've been producing over the last number of years? Uh, yeah, cheers so much for having me, guys. It's been really fun. Um, it is it is at, so my first name, so O-O-B-A-H-S, so Ubers, Ub, at Ubers, and that's on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, um, and then on Facebook at Uber Butler. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.